Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together Happy Friday. I hope you've had a beautiful week. Welcome back. We have another amazing episode for you today. So without further ado, let's get started. We've got some really exciting topics today. I am had some questions about e-numbers and oils and why they might be potentially harming you. And we're also going to talk about when your fertility diet, when you get on this like new clean eating diet, especially an autoimmune paleo diet, and you feel like crap, like you feel worse. So we're going to dive into why that might be and really help you hone in and stay strong and continue on improving your diet. I had a comment on IG today about someone went autoimmune paleo for six weeks. And I don't know if she saw improvements, but kind of through my content, she's now realizing that she might have needed to go a little bit longer on her diet. So we're going to dig into all that. So starting off with E-numbers. So we've all heard about E-numbers and the harmful effects. And the thing is is that not all E-numbers are bad and you might not have a reaction to E-numbers. What is usually happening is that there's like a whole bundle of inflammation going on. And if you're eating a lot of E-numbers and maybe ones that are kind of the harmful ones or the more harmful ones, that can just be causing more inflammation for you. So E-numbers are like colors, flavoring, antioxidants, sweeteners, jellying agents. They're used for a wide variety of food that is on the shelf, right? It's not fresh food that we're talking about here. This is definitely packaged food that we're talking about. And you just want to be aware of it because things add up. And if you, we talk a lot about if your gut health is at a low state, you're probably more likely going to be intolerant to more foods. And so these E numbers can really be an issue for you. Some of the top E numbers to watch out for and definitely go have a search and research this a little bit more. So E numbers 621-951-133. 211, 151, and 213, they say, are the top ones to kind of keep an eye out. Now, we hear a lot of E numbers, you know, about kids and like having reactions to them, ADHD, it sets them off. It could be the same for you. They can be inflammatory for you. So it's just something that you want to watch out for. Now, when you join the fertility food program, you work with me one on one, even if you're reading, you know, you're just consuming all my free content on IG, TikTok, on the podcast, getting rid of as much box product as possible is one of the best ways to reduce your inflammation and just allow your body to heal. Box products 
aren't preserved the way we traditionally preserve food through our generations. Obviously, e-numbers and a whole other host of chemicals have been discovered, invented, and this does allow us the convenience of having tasty food, easy food to eat, but it's not necessarily the best thing for our health, especially if we're dealing with infertility and we're trying to figure out why we're dealing with infertility. So my advice is the less, you know, boxed food that you can eat, the more you're going to reduce your chances of eating e-numbers that might be inflammatory to you. You really have to watch. I know the MRT Leap 170 tests for some, but it's not, it won't test for all the hundreds of e-numbers that are out there. But this is like a, a, a weird one as well, because unless you're like consuming that specific e-number, like once, twice, three, four times a day, it's probably highly unlikely that you're really going to contribute that e-number to your food intolerances. So if you are eating packaged food, just keep an eye out on it. If you keep an eye on it and yeah, if you're consuming it on a daily basis, this is something you definitely want to look into and see what e-numbers are in it. Go look up what that e-number is used for and have a play around. The other question related to that is oils. And we're going to really just focus in on some of the bad oils out there that have been deemed good and healthy and for various reasons. We won't really go into that in this podcast. It would be way too long, but basically with the vegetable oils. So we're talking about like corn, cotton, canola, soy, sunflower, sapphire, grape, rice brand, and even the vegetable oil label, because when they label vegetable oil, it's like, what vegetable are we talking about? (laughs) You know, we're not talking about broccoli here, are we? So we don't actually really know what oil they're using when they use vegetable oil. So you really want to watch out for that. But in very simple terms, when these oils are made, they come from the seed and they have to extract the oil from the seed. So you can imagine what a grape seed looks like. It's very small and it is a huge process and it uses a lot of high heat. And then it can also include a lot of chemicals like bleaching. It's just heavily, heavily processed. So what happens is it causes a lot of oxidated stress already in that oil. And so when we consume that oxidated stress, it can wreak havoc in our body. It can damage our cells, it can damage our protein, it can damage our DNA, and it can contribute to the fertility issues that you're having and might not necessarily be the cause, but just like the e-numbers and just like your food intolerances, you want to find out what these foods are doing to your body and try to eliminate as much as possible. Now we kind of think in our heads like, oh, it's a vegetable oil or it's, you know, like sunflower oil. Like these are all good oils. They're fine. And the research and the scientific evidence out there is pointing that these are not healthy for us. And not only that, we're consuming them at such a high rate. I know I fell into the trap when I moved from the United Kingdom and I moved to Hawaii, live right next to in Whole Foods. And I thought, well, it's Whole Foods, it's organic. And (laughs) I just was like, I don't know, even with all my experience, just started buying everything. And then eventually I saw my health kind of go down and I'm like, what's going on? And I started checking the labels again. And almost everything that is like, 
even frozen like fresh food, right? Prepared food, breads. There's a lot of canola oil in, you know, even in your gluten-free sauces, you know, you have to really, really check what's going on. So there's loads of evidence to back this up out there. There's a really, really amazing podcast on the Bulletproof Radio called Think You Know Good Fats from Bad. It's an excellent podcast to really get into the science of why you would want to think about avoiding these oils as much as possible. They even talk about pregnancy and epigenetic and how sometimes we look at our our parents or our grandparents and think, oh, they, they are healthy. They've lived a healthy lifestyle. Why am I having these issues? And what we're not realizing is that these generations have slowly been introduced to some of these rancid oils, these e-numbers, a lot more stress, you know, chemicals and environmental toxins. And slowly but surely down through the generations, we are dirtying our genes. And this can be transmitted during pregnancy. You can pass dirty genes onto your children. So we're seeing a really big rise in autoimmune issues and diabetes and obesity. And it's not just one of those things. There has to be a source. And obviously, I believe, and there's evidence to back this up, that our food and our lifestyles are heavily impacting all these issues for us. And unfortunately for us in the infertility spectrum, that we, we are not only dealing with all these normal health issues, but we are also dealing with infertility. And that just comes down to your genetic makeup as well. People born in the 2000s are now predicted to have higher rates of all these issues and have shorter lifespans than their parents or grandparents ever had. It's a pretty big deal. And so I feel like infertility can kind of be a little bit of a blessing for you to help you sort out your health as much as possible because this can have a really big impact on your children's future and your grandchildren's future. It's really it's not tangible, is it? Like it's not tangible to have your child's whole life flash before your eyes and your grandchildren's whole life. But know that if you can do the best you can do right now, increase your health, that you are giving them, you know, a better opportunity. It's super, super incredibly important. We're going to talk about why sometimes your diet might not be working. And when you're doing elimination alone, so you're not getting any functional testing, it can be a really long process. You can really struggle figuring out what you need to do. I know this was the case for me because I didn't have the right guidance and support. I, I did work with a health coach, but for some reason, a lot of things got lost in translation. A lot of people were not linking. I didn't even know I had an autoimmune issue for a really long time. So obviously we couldn't link that to my health anyways, because my symptoms weren't necessarily red flags in your face. They were very kind of normal and mundane. Working with someone who can get you on the right track will get you there a lot quicker. But just like I've had at the moment with a one-to-one -one client, we didn't do any functional testing. This is just the way my packages work out. You can either do functional testing or not. And during our time together, it was very evident that she needed to dig deeper and so she has ordered a gut health test. Unfortunately, it's taken like a while to get through. We don't even have the test results yet uh, back. And she's gone on a, 
a pretty much full-blown autoimmune paleo diet, and she still is having gut issues. And this is super frustrating when you are, you know, making all these diet and lifestyle changes, and you're still dealing with symptoms like diarrhea or constipation or bloating. So digging deeper is sometimes really necessary. And when you're doing this, you know, eliminating either through the fertility food program or just consuming content, it can get a little bit frustrating because one, you need time and you need time to let your body heal. And sometimes we're not on the right thing. And that time just isn't enough. And it's going to take us longer because once we figure out what we need to do, then we need, you know, that extra three to six months to really heal and improve our chances. And then if you test and you find that you do have something not right in your gut, like a parasite, a bug, yeast overgrowth, this is going to be more time because eradicating a bug or dealing with yeast overgrowth, yes, you can go to the doctor and get antibiotics. That's not guaranteed to get rid of it. You can do a herbal, a more of a gentler way to get rid of it. But once again, that's not guaranteed to get rid of it. So it could be a really long process. So it it can be really frustrating. I know I did a gut health test right before my second frozen embryo transfer because I was literally throwing the kitchen sink at everything. It didn't come back with anything that wasn't my issue, but because I still wasn't getting pregnant on a very, very clean diet and I was still having a few gut issues, you know, I did one, but my thing was I was still eating nightshades and a lot of them because they're healthy foods for most people. So why would I eradicate tomatoes and peppers and paprika? So my gut issues were still there. We're going to end today's podcast right here and continue on next week with more of a Q&A. Remember, if you have any questions that you would like answered on this podcast, please reach out on DMs or on the email, monica at findingfertility.co. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.